Hello, everybody. Hey, I want to welcome you to this edition of Bible News Radio. I hope you can see this show. If you're seeing this show, hey, you are one of the few and the proud Bible News Radio listeners. Uh, anyway, hey, we are doing our show today live here <clears throat> on the Facebook platform because YouTube last week gave me one strike because we talked about the... You know what I'm talking about. We talked about that. They didn't like it, so they struck me. We'll be putting the replay of this show on there afterwards. Don't worry, though. Um, and so today what we're going to do is we're going to uh, have a good good show. I don't know about you guys, but my number one guest is here today. Uh, I've been doing this show for a long time, and it's been, unfortunately, too long since I've had my, my friend Pastor Tommy Norman on the show. Uh, Tommy has been... Uh, actually, the, the guests I've had on my show more than anybody in the whole history of my show. True story. <laughs> and yet, her and I, are, are we have different giftings, and the Lord's put her in a certain area of ministry that I'm not comfortable in, and I'm in another area, and um, she, she resides in uh, the state of Michigan, uh, is very passionate about the gospel truth and healing and what God can do for us. But, but even more so, you know, she, I mean, not even more so than that, but you know, she is a passionate patriot. Yes, she is. She actually sent me a make America great again hat, uh, when Trump was the president and he still should be technically, but don't, you know, well, we might talk about that. I don't know. But, um, but anyway, Tommy has been, um, uh, kind of a, a celebrity of sorts when Periscope was around, and um, she's been all over live streaming social media. She speaks at churches and she prays for people, and they get healed miraculously and stuff like that. <laughs> and you know what? She's so beautiful. I just have to tell you, she's a retired nurse, I believe. Um, right? You're, you're a retired nurse, aren't you? Okay. And oh, medical assistant. Medical assistant. Yeah. Close. Close. <laughs> you may as well be. Um, I know. <laughs> right. And anyway, you are back. It's your, you're back. You're here. I'm so happy that you're here. here. Welcome back. I'm so happy to be here, Stacy. Thank you so much for that very wonderful introduction. I think that's the best introduction I've ever had. Really? Um, yeah, actually. Good to but, know. Thank you for that. So it's always exciting to be here with you. You and I uh, are so much alike, and I love talking with you uh, because you are uh, passionate as well, not only about the Lord and the lost, the harvest, but also about current events and the church. And so when you and I get together, it's never boring. And <laughs> I'm so thankful. I remember when the Lord brought us together, when he connected us together on um, Periscope, I would see you on there. And finally, you came into one of my broadcasts, I think, and uh, it, it took off from there. And that's, I think it's been like, what, four or five years now. Something. And so um, I look up to you as a longtime broadcaster. I'm an amateur compared to you. But I appreciate you and everything that you do. You're work with the voice of the martyrs uh blog that you did for so long and your vast knowledge is very educated woman and and your sense of humor i think that's one of the things i appreciate the most about you is your 
wonderful sense of humor. So it's it's so fun to be back with you today. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it is funny. You know, the sense of humor thing. You, it. I've had. You know, you get critics. Some people are like, "Why are you making jokes about death and destruction?" I'm like, "Cause I'm saved." <laughs> no, just kidding. I I would never say that. Well, I would actually, but. But anyway, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, and, you know, what's really weird is that the whole live streaming community, I think if you're a new viewer to what we're doing here, um, what's funny to me is that <clears throat> there's a lot of people in the live streaming community. We don't know who we are. I mean, we just all found this app, Pit Play or Start or whatever, and we start yapping about whatever the heck God puts on our mind. Um, but there are certain connections like with you that, you know, I'm not, I'm not passionate about your area of ministry. <laughs> and, and, you know, I feel uncomfortable, but that's where God's called you. And there's been a lot of fruit. And for me, he's called me in this area. And, but where we really just, you know, the politics and the garbage that's going on today, what we're going to do, everybody, is we're talking about, you know, that word that we can't say because we'll be banned, you know. Put a needle in your arm with some poison in the needle. There you go. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> so I, you know, there's actually a lot that's been gone, gone on. And Tommy, I want you to tell everybody, um, and we should have did this two years ago, but tell everybody what has happened as you've talked about these issues that the big social media giants don't want us to talk about. Um, you mean in terms of uh... how they've silenced you and stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, um, on YouTube, I have to be very, very careful because I've gotten uh, I've gotten two strikes now on YouTube. I, I had never. I mean, I have a very small YouTube channel, um, but yet somehow they have uh, managed to go through my videos and they've given me two strikes now. So I have to be very careful when I'm on YouTube and then on Facebook as well, I, I think that they suppress my videos on Facebook. And so I've kind of have uh, just left Facebook in terms of live streaming on there because um, in the beginning, uh, you know, my, my videos were got a lot of traffic, but now, um, and, and they've given me a restriction, you know, um, or a warning. I don't know. It's hard to keep up with all of their, you know, warnings and there are different <laughs> levels of you know um wh what your status is and and the thing is that they go way back right i just saw that i had was restricted on facebook because of a february post where i was quoting um i think the vice president of pfizer i just shared his quote and that just that just recently came up so you just never know um you know on Facebook and on YouTube. So we are exploring other uh, platforms. And one of the platforms that I'm on now is called PAPS. It's H-A-P-P-S, just a little uh, plug for that platform. Um, and there are so many that are out there. So yeah, yeah. I'm, it's a miracle, Stacey, that you, are, that you are still here. Because if there's anybody that has been a little bit edgy, just in terms of the things that you have talked about, the topics that you have covered so faithfully over the years. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a, a bona fide miracle 
Uh, <laughs> you're still here from broadcasting, to tell you the truth. It's actually funny you should say that because I've been on Friends broadcasts. Like I was on my friend Gordon Klingenschmidt's show a while back, PIJN News. And we talked about exposing pedophiles and everything. And I was thinking that you know, from the gay community. And I told chaps, I said, this show's going to be banned the gay activists are going to malign me. They're going to do all this other stuff. Not one peep. And so I actually think, and, and I've said this for a while, I actually think that God has given me divine protection for whatever reason. Because we actually have um, a remnant of believers that have been meeting on Zoom. And, and, you know, it's interesting because the more you see what's going on, and this is the amazing thing, talking, and we should go back a little bit. Last year when, when COVID came into to play and, and the whole world all of a sudden was put in quarantine, even though most of us weren't sick, usually you put sick people in quarantine, not healthy people. All of a sudden we saw this uh, mild, I'll say mild, uh, persecution coming against the church, right? We, had, we were told, pastors were told to shut down and and, you know, and all this other stuff. And, you know, one of my first thoughts back then was, okay, here we go. You know what? We're going to have a state-run sanctioned church. Because when the churches begin to submit to what the state wants, whether it's at the government level or whatever, you have China with the three-self church, right? And so then there was pastors. There's a couple of pastors who got antsy and stuff like Jack Hibbs. Um, Jack Hibbs from Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, he decided, the Lord spoke to him, nope, I'm going to keep my church open. And lo and behold, this big, huge revival started breaking out at Jack's church. Um, you know, and there was other, Rodney Howard Brown, wasn't he open to? Didn't he keep his church open? Um, yeah. You know, and some other things. And and then, of course, we've seen the mandates from various governors and stuff like that. But a lot of the people who stopped going to church were just churchgoers anyway. They didn't care. But I've also seen a birth and I think an underground revival taking place as well because I know for me the last year has been kind of intent Zoom Bible studies, Bible reading accountability, Bible studies every week, um, you know, and just watching God change lives, even in our Daily Disciples Facebook group where I wanted to, you know, let everybody know, Tommy reads for me every week. She doesn't have to. But she goes in, she reads the passage, and then leaves. <laughs> you pretty much don't commentate compared to everybody else, but you should. You should feel free to commentate. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I um, sometimes just getting through the Bible reading um, is a challenging. <laughs> like, was it number? What was it that we were in? Deuteronomy or Numbers or one of them? Where it just seemed like Stacey was giving me the passages that had the craziest names. And it had like the whole genealogy, like of 17 families. Yeah. And so just getting, just plowing through those names was a, was a challenge. And so, uh, you know, I get the victory I did. Uh, and then I, like, I didn't have anything left. So, <laughs> well, we all got but some I of those. That. I love that you, I know, I love that you do that though. Your passion for the word of God is a blessing. And oftentimes when I'm reading, I really am moved, you know, and, and I just have to um, keep a, a lid on my emotions because, you know, the Bible is powerful. It is living. 
and it, it, it affects me when I read it. So thank you for loving the word and for gathering people together uh, on Facebook yeah. to read the word of God. It's powerful. Yeah. We've read 26 books together. Wow. 26. I didn't even realize that. Exodus is our 26th book we're currently reading. Can you believe, I mean, that's like a third of the Bible or no. a half of the Bible, almost half of the Bible, right? Wait, there's 66 books. So yeah, it's about, I don't know, a quarter of the Bible. A little more than a third. I don't know. I don't, I'm not good at math. Yes. <laughs> what? Two plus three is what? No. Uh, yeah. But what I can tell you is what you don't know. And I will share this is that there are people in that group, just in our Facebook group who read and they hear the word and I've gotten testimonies of healing Marriages being healed, people stop drinking, uh, other things just because they're in the Word and they're reading it or hearing it. Um, it and, you know, I'm not going to say who they are, but, but it encourages me when, you know, people do that. And the other thing that's funny is when you, when you talk about following God's lead, I was in there a couple of about a year and a half ago or whenever it was we started this, that group was dead. And I was like, Lord, I, I want to read the Bible in here. And and he spoke so clear to me, why don't you ask other people to read with you? And I, my response was, yeah, right. Nobody's going to want to read. Are you kidding me? These are Christian people. They don't, they're not interested in reading the Bible. You know, <laughs> They should be, but they're not. You know, This was my response to the Lord. And his, his response to me was, why don't you just ask? And so I was like, okay. So I put out a text message on my text message list. And like all these people started responding. And I started to laugh. I was like, no way. This person wants to read? I would have never even thought that person would have wanted to read. And, um, and so I said, okay. And the only rule I have is you pray beforehand. Uh, then you read it. And then that was it. Or sometimes you don't have to pray. But, you know, that was basically yeah, I my guess rule. I didn't even realize that because I know I don't pray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just go straight to the word, the straight yeah. word. So, yeah. But that's, well, so that's good that you, you're not too rigid on, on your rules and you do have grace. Well, it was so, so that was the other thing, though. Somebody else taught me during that time. They gave me a leadership tip. And the leadership tip was that... In order to lead, you guide, you don't boss around people. You, you just just let them do it the way they did. And what's funny to me as a leader, and I don't really see myself as a leader, but I know I am, I'm a reluctant one, you know. Um, it's like I go, okay, just if you want to read the, the King James Version, read whatever version you want. Just tell what people the version is you're reading so they can look it up if they want to read that version. And then just read it. And if you go back through the archives of those videos, what you'll see is people super nervous. They're like, okay, I'm going to read this chapter. And they would read, 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 they get done. And then about three weeks later, they'd be like, you know, I studied this chapter this week, and this is what I got out of it. And this is, <laughs> and, and it was just, it's like watching a flower bloom. And, um, and I learn a lot, actually. One of my friends in there, Sandy, She's actually my sister-in-law-in-law. I went to high school with her. Her oh. sister is married to my brother. She's a ex. She's a great Bible teacher, and I've, I've never heard her really teach anything. But as she reads the word, she'll bring out these little jewels that she gets, and I'm like, that's so cool. And I would have never known that, you know. So, you know. 
thank you for doing that. There's, there's, there's fruit. So, so you want to talk about some of the news that's going on? Yeah. Cause I, I sent you an article. Did you get it? I'm not sure if you, I did. And I didn't um, have time to read it, uh, but I think I got it right here. Yeah. Well, I thought, uh, I thought that we would begin here with the, this Canadian Canada free press article. I think I sent it to Randall. I don't know if you want to put that well, or not, but I see the headline there. Yeah. yeah. Basically the headline, the FDA panel member on COVID quote vaccines, unquote. <gasps> and then uh, I said the word. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Randall's got that now. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> and anyway, Anyway, the panel member on the FDA right, says that heart attacks happen 71 times more often after having this thing. 71 times. Now, you said your background, you're a medical assistant. Yeah. So what's your take on this as a medical professional? Well, you don't even really have to be a medical professional, actually, because it is not... Um, it is not approved. It has not been tested. As a matter of fact, we know that the animal testing that they did do resulted in the death of the animals. And so um, they stopped. And it has never had the trials that are normal and standard for any kind of um, medication. And, and uh, I almost said the word you know, um, cure this mm -hmm. injection because it is, it is gene therapy is what it is. It is not what they are saying that it is. And it has a, uh, emergency approval to, to use on an emergency basis. Thus the whole narrative of the, you know, the pandemic, I usually refer to it as the plandemic. Yep. And so uh, it has, the trials have not been done. You are the guinea pig. If you are taking this, then you are the test. I think people are overly trusting. I have come to the conclusion that we are overly trusting of medical professionals. And I, I hate to say that. It, it <laughs> hurts my heart to say that. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, I think we're seeing that right now. And, you know, you know, people just like I do that they get a diagnosis and it's like the gospel to them. So don't, don't bother them with the gospel because they got that diagnosis. They got their doctor's report and that is the gospel. And I, I was thinking how much grace we give to medical professionals versus God. You know, he says, I am your healer. Uh, all of your days, the number of your days I will fulfill. And we're like, yeah, but I know somebody that prayed and they didn't get healed. So I don't think, um, God heals everybody. So there's like no grace, but if your doctor tells you to, you know, travel a thousand miles and stay for a month and have some, you know, kind of chemotherapy or some treatment that is really caustic and, and difficult and expensive and well, okay, we'll make every arrangement to make it happen. Knowing that there's a 50% chance that it won't work. And even when then it doesn't work a short time later, we have nothing but praise and gratitude and honor for, for the doctors. And we may even make a big donation. I mean, you know, 
right. to their their medical, um, you know, to their uh, hospital or or whatever it is. So, yeah, there's there's uh, lots of grace, too much grace. Um, it, it appears now, so it's very troubling, and I don't think people are remembering that this is not approved. It is an emergency authorization only, but because people have so much trust and they've been put in such a state of fear, they are, they are trusting these medical professionals that are advocating for it to their, you know, to their loss. Right. And they're trusting the lying liberal media. <laughs> that's, yes. that's the thing, you know, when the whole COVID pandemic, as you said, and I agree with you, happened, that's the part that blew me away was was watching people I know love you know and and I know that they're believers and I'm like okay don't you understand here what just happened (laughs) do you not understand what just happened and 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 but then again you know I look at some of my friends and I love them but I also know they're not in the word and that right there is the antidote to what's going on in the media is being in the word of God, because, you know, people wonder, why are you so scared? Well, it's because you're turning on the media and watching it for 10 hours a day. I don't watch TV. I'm blessed. I don't make enough money to have cable. (laughs) It's actually a hidden blessing. It's obvious blessing, but I mean, I can watch, you know, stuff online and I can read news articles, which is what I primarily do here. I listen to occasionally, I listen to a couple of friends of mine, uh, Pastor J.D. Farag, I absolutely love and adore. He does a, uh, a weekly Bible prophecy update, um, you know, and he's, he's one of the pastors over there in the Hawaii area um, who's willing to give a, a um, what do you call it? Just went out of my head, you know, you know. A letter, a letter of recommendation. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, a religious exemption. That's it. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, he's one of the few that are willing to do that. But he's look, He's looked at this, and he's looked at the stuff. And I actually wanted to throw this out to you. I didn't bring it up um, in, I have to, I have to move my, pa- my things here. But he did a prophecy update this past week. And, you know, one of the things that he was talking about, and I'm trying to find it. Of course, I can't find it right now. Um, is that he he talked about how uh, blockchain cryptocurrency? Okay, so check this out, Tommy. You'll you'll find this interesting. Do you know who founded cryptocurrency? No. Okay. So if you put if you do this, everybody go out there right now and put like who invented Bitcoin? Okay. So what's going to come up? The first thing that will come up is. Uh, a Wikipedia, I know it's Investopedia, cryptocurrency Bitcoin. Um, it actually says Sato, Satoshi Nakamoto. And it says here, Bitcoin's mysterious inventor is now one of the world's 50 richest people. Uh, assessed March 30th, 2020. The next web. Here's why Sashi Nakamoto set Bitcoin's supply limit to 21 million. Right underneath that entry is Investopedia and it said here three people who were supposedly Bitcoin founder Satoshi Nakamoto anyway it goes on here 
And the first paragraph reads, one of the most enduring mysteries of Bitcoin is the identity of its founder, Satoshi Nakamoto. Little is known about him. His last communication was April 2011, two years after the network came into existence. So there's this mystery around who founded Bitcoin. Why is, how does this play into the whole COVID thing? Okay. So Bitcoin, uh, the cryptocurrency, the blockchain stuff, J.D. Frog and others are saying that it was demonically inspired technology. Okay. I've talked about for years how America has to fall because there has to be a one world government. Right. I mean, I hope that there's another revival. I don't want people to go to hell. But what I'm, te- what I'm saying here is that at some point, whether it's before the rapture, after the rapture, at some point, America's going to fall and there's going to be an antichrist, one world government. And they're going to have that wicked trinity, right? The false prophet, the beast, and the antichrist. They have a way, we already know the whole 666 thing, people mock it all the time, but they have a way to track us. And part of the problem with this COVID thing, and this is this is uh, kind of tied into this, is if you read the government papers, if you look at the World Health Organization documentation, they actually have in there ways to track you with Bitcoin or this other stuff when they inject it into you, right? So we're already looking at with COVID, they want to contact trace you when you have this stuff, when you get a COVID test, who have you been behind? I don't know about you, but last year when I went to the rec center where I live here in Tennessee, and I had to start signing in every time I go in, get my temperature taken, and ask who the three other friends of mine that I'm playing pickleball with were, it irritated me to no end because all of a sudden I'm being contact traced. In the event that one of us gets sick, oh, well, who are you in contact with? I mean, it's none of your business who I'm in contact with you yeah. know and 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 yet it's so deceptive because all the pieces if you just look and and you lay aside your bias that you that you have we all have presuppositions right we think it's going to go this way well I didn't see this coming <laughs> and we didn't see this coming I'm pretty sure no none of my friends saw this coming no you know None of the prophecy people from the 70s foretold this, but um, when what, when the Bill Gates, the World Health Organization, and all these guys had this pretrial run like months before and then COVID hit, yeah, you know, and their goal is to wipe out a big percentage of the world's population. I mean, hello. Like you say, it's a pandemic for sure, but it's trying to control the masses. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I mean, they have written down, it's all like agenda 21, you know, it's not a um, hidden thing. It's out there. Um, That's how, why people have been, you know, kind of knew what this was. Now I have never, I haven't read that, but I know that that is their plan to reduce the population by like, I don't know, uh, at least half. I'm thinking more like three quarters uh, of what it is right now, but I didn't even need to have in-depth knowledge of those things for me. I mean, so you have Bill Gates, and and we know that he is somebody that wants to reduce the population of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, All of these people that are involved in this, their values are the total opposite 
of mind. If you even look at Bill Gates' right. history in other countries, like he's banned from several countries because of what his so-called um, injections have done to people and, and children. So, I mean, he has a, there is so much information out there already, people that have been tracking him for a long, long time. And then the others, you know, the, the um, you know, the doctor, Dr. F, who is, I mean, these people, their values are the opposite of ours. These are people that love and celebrate and promote abortion. Right. They do not value life. Nope. And, and so you're taking medical advice from people that, don't value life you're entrusting them with your life yeah. you know, i do get i do get very um <laughs> passionate about this because i said this back in you know two administrations ago um you know when he the whole like healthcare, national health care and that's basically what we're experiencing right now yeah. this is national health care this is this is what it looks like uh, but I saw it coming, you know, remember um, Rahm Emanuel's brother was a, a, like in charge of the Obama health care, Obamacare. Right. And I remember then how, you know, they were asking questions about care for seniors. And I, I remember people, it was the, it was the saddest thing. Mm -hmm. um, I remember one guy saying, well, you know, my mom is 75 years old, but she is like in fantastic health and she needs to have a, um, you know, a, a pacemaker put in. Would you like what, what she would be able to get it right? And, and I seem like almost seemed like it was Obama actually that said uh, we would give her some uh, pills. And I think he literally said pills. We would give her some medication and, you know, your mom would, that, that would be what uh, we would do for her. So basically, you know, it is the, the young, it is a certain demographic that would receive the uh, resources of healthcare and the, the elderly, you know, sorry, you're out of luck. And, 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 and then, you know, of course, I mean, not to go back too far, but Obama's position on abortion. And that's when I began saying, right. I do not want these people because it was all about Obamacare saying, I do not want these people in charge of anything to do with my healthcare or my children's health care. Right. So it, you look at this administration, their values are the opposite of mine. And yet people are willing to just, um, you know, line up and whatever. If Bill Gates, well, this is uh, something that he has been promoting. Oh, okay. Um, and, and you tell them, you try to talk to them and like, they don't believe that these people would do anything sinister. And so, uh, you know, I, I think there's, they've spent too much time watching Netflix and, you know, uh, whatever the current shows are because, and, and also I think that there's a possibility that people are primed by some of these different kinds of shows, oh, you yeah. know, uh, Hunger Games and, and various, I, I've never seen that, but all I can do is just think, how, how are people accepting this and then realize that a lot of the stuff that people literally are watching and we have, you know, zombies and just a, a lot of these kinds of scenarios, um, people have already been exposed to them and it's not like, uh, you know, uh, that shocking apparently. Right. Well, okay. By the way, everybody, hey, if you joined us, Tommy Norman is our guest. Go to Tommy's website, T-O-M-M-I-E. Norman, like Norman.com. Go there. Anna, do you have an email list or anything that people can sign up for? Or? 
yeah, info at TommyNorman.com. If you just, yeah, um, that is my email. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Because they want to contact you. Yeah. Okay. Info, info, people. It's all about info. <laughs> yeah well and that's the other thing you know you look at this stuff you look at um you know what never is taught about in the church deception deception really is not ever talked about and i've said this before but i read i I listened to an audio book called ghost in the wires many years ago the author is uh, i think it's kevin mitnick i'm not positive but he was a uh, international hacker. He would go into computer systems, hack them, and then um, he would do nefarious stuff. Well, he was eventually arrested and thrown in jail, as he should have been. Um, and then the government, after he served his term, they decided to hire him as a white hat hacker, you know, a good hacker, in order to help. But he starts his book out, and this is why this was so. Um, this impressed me so much. He's he's. He started his book out talking about how when he was a young child, his mom and dad threw him a birthday party. And at his birthday party, he had a magician. They had a magician come to his birthday party. And he, being the kid, was like, you know, watching the magician and everything. He said the thing that stood out to him the most about watching the magician when he was just a little kid, I mean like five or six or seven, something like that, was that he was amazed at how easily and how willingly people sat there intentionally being deceived now if a little child can see that you know the sleight of hand or whatever it is you know we've talked about it i know glenn beck has talked about it lots of people have talked about it's like okay if the government's telling you over here take this injection do this over here blah 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 well what are they doing over here on this side that you're not paying attention to right Mm-hmm. it's the same thing with the word of God. You know, we look at God's word and this is a big thing that I've learned this year. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say ashamed, but I would say I'm saddened that I hadn't um, really embraced it or, or saw it before is that <clears throat> in, uh, in memorizing God's word, we, th- you know, we, one of my big pet peeves is when people throw one scripture out at a time. You know, they take things out of context completely and they throw it out. And it's not that there's no value in it. The book of Proverbs, really, that's that you can take a proverb out and throw that out. But when you're taking a verse completely out of context and not looking at the context of Scripture, then it has, you can misapply it a gazillion different ways. And I think a lot of believers have been deceived into thinking, and I know I was, that, hey, if I do a devotional, I read jesus calling or something which i would never read personally but you know if 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 but that's a popular one right so people read their jesus calling book which was inspired demonically i believe um if you look at the background to who wrote it and stuff you know they might read one little verse but then they read man's words and they did their walk with god that day and it's like okay if that's your bible reading or your devotion with god you're not getting the full picture over here. You're not eating the meat. You're not seeing the whole meal. You're you're eating a, you know, tasty little morsel, little, you know, little junk food, you know, basically. <laughs> and it's not feeding you at all. 
So the, the intentionality, you know, did you know that if you don't read the Bible at least four days a week or more, just reading it, not studying, just reading the Bible four days a week or more, that your life, according to the research, actually shows zero discernible difference between you and an unbeliever. For some reason, there is a tipping point. And the Center for Bible Engagement, they did this study, I think it was in 2009, um, and they interviewed like a couple hundred thousand people. So this was no small sample size. And it was across all denominations across numerous countries. So it wasn't just this like, oh, we interviewed, you know, we did a hundred people, this is the result. No, this is, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. Um, And so getting people into the Word of God And when you begin to see that, you see this laid out, the spiritual warfare and the deception, even in the word, you know, where were most of the people cast out of, you know, the demons cast out of people in the book of Luke, in particular, the one written by the doctor, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The demon possessed people. Most of them were in the synagogue. Wow. So if you. That's interesting. Yeah, well, the people that tried to kill Jesus right. uh, in his own hometown, they were the people in the local church. Yeah. Because, you know, he got up that day and read from Isaiah. Yeah, so you're right. Exactly. And, you know, at first they thought it was um, profound. And, wow, they were surprised. You know, this is the uh, this is Jesus from the block, you know. Uh, his dad is the carpenter. They, they made our kitchen table and chairs. So they were amazed at his words, but then, you know, he went a little bit further. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he wasn't, you know, he was always pushing the envelope like that. He went a little bit further, and that's when they became uh, enraged. Yeah, and that that amazement turned to uh, offense, and then they said, "Let's, you know, he he's got to go." These were some these were some rough characters i mean people talk all the time about being offended in church and i just have little tolerance for that but i realize that's that's me um because to me it just seems like uh such an easy out you know it's just uh the church offended me okay did you get offended in school i've been offended in my own house like i don't know about (laughs) how your family is but i've been offended with my own family like i didn't leave you know i've been offended on every job i've had every school everything i've ever done if there's people you get offended but if it's the church then oh my gosh you know you are in a category completely separate and that is your reasoning why we need to feel bad for you for the rest of your life so uh but (laughs) these people in jesus church he was going to church with these people you know so he he i'm sure he realized and yet he still went. Um, so I've never had anybody try to kill me. I've had people become offended with me. I've been offended with people. No one's ever tried to kill me. So not yet. Um, not not yet. I know, right? <laughs> that we're you know in, of, we're right? <laughs> we're, we think it's bad if they shut down our YouTube channel. But I mean, it is a whole different. Everything has changed almost overnight. It seems like and. To, to your point, um, one of the things that the Lord has just been reminding me of is that we have to love the truth. We, we must be committed to the truth, whatever, you know, whatever that means. And sometimes it means you have to walk away from things. Uh, I had to, me and my family, or we walked away from a, a political party, the Democratic Party, 
um, you know, after we got saved, I had to walk away from being uh, pro-choice early on, you know, in, in my teenage years to once I saw the truth and it didn't take much. I mean, Bernard Nathanson's, I think that was his name, mm -hmm. uh, Silent Scream movie. Um, just the, the pictures of that. I never even watched the whole thing. But those things were enough for me to say, okay, here's where I am. Here's what the truth is. I have to make a change. As believers, as Christ followers, we must love the truth. And we must speak the truth. We must stand for the truth. We must defend the truth. And if we would do that, then we would, we would be protected. But like you, you're saying, people are so willing to be deceived. They're willing to turn away from the knowledge and the information that is there. This whole thing of labeling people as a conspiracy theorist. Oh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the interesting the thing that gets me is that further down the line, like a year later or two years or maybe more, those people will be saying what the conspiracy theorists were saying uh, two years prior, you know. And also, I'm noticing this as well, even in the, um, the media and with the, the people that are pushing this, if they're going to make a retraction, if they're going to change, if they're going to acknowledge something, like now they're starting to acknowledge some of the natural things that you can do to build your immunity, just now, mm -hmm. just now, they're actually acknowledging that. Uh, I think that might be what got me banned off or got me a strike on YouTube because I actually just mentioned some basic supplements that probably a lot of people already were supplementing with. I that, was. Just that would get you banned. Um, but now that we're, uh, what, 20 months into this or something, now they're coming out and saying um, that that could help to, uh, to you know, protect you, as well as the um, the, the uh, injection. They're acknowledging, uh, that, well, there are some um, people that have experienced heart problems, um, you know, complications and symptoms and things. So they come out with it way after the fact. I'm noticing this is a real technique that they have. No one's paying attention anymore. No one's listening. They heard the first thing that you said. And by the time they come around to acknowledge, just like the, um, the strike that happened in Afghanistan that supposedly took out the ISIS terrorists, right? Right. Well, everyone that is on social media knew like the next day, basically, that this was, um, that this was a family and there were children. It was all, well, it's a, a, like what, a week or 10 days later when they, you know, the, the administration comes out and one of the military generals comes out and acknowledges what we all knew this whole time. And so the, the willingness to be deceived and the one, you know, this whole, just wanting to now I don't want to be disrupted in my life. Let right. me just live my life. And I just, if I, I got to get a, I got to get that um, injection. Okay. Whatever. I want to get back to normal. And the fact that they're not allowed to get back to normal doesn't seem to like, did you notice that they told you that you were going to get back to normal? <laughs> right. But you still have to do all the same things. Plus, you have to now add on another injection. Right. So the, the, the disconnection, I, I don't know how that even happens. I, I can't, 
I can't process that. Yeah, in the in the the mask thing, you know, I have this mask. It says here, faith over fear. Faith over fear, it says, but I don't wear it. But, I mean, here in Tennessee, right? Okay, so Tennessee, I, I don't know how it is in Michigan, but in Tennessee, we are one of the more resistant states to getting the injection. And the infighting in the just the schools, right, the public schools made national, probably international news, but it made national for sure, when the parents decided to come out and say, you know what, my kid, you know, Williamson County, we are not going to make you, you know, we want, the, Williamson County wants masks for the kids. Excuse me. But parents rose up and said, hell, no, heck no. <laughs> you are not going to do this to my child, you know, because of the infections and all the stuff that's happening. And yet uh, now they reduce the age of the injection so you can get it when you're 12. And I'm like, no way. I mean, I have no, that is completely insane. And yet the women and the men who've got up at these meetings and they've spoken, it's, it's been like there's been a number of them from California, you know, which just had their election robbed. <laughs> the recall election of Gavin Newsom, I mean, that was completely. But the thing, anyway, the, the thing is, is a lot of California transplants have come here to Tennessee, and they were appalled when they spoke at this stuff. They were saying, you know what, I moved from California. I didn't expect to see this here in Tennessee. Um, and you know what, you're, com you're coming for me now because I'm going to protect my kid. Um, and, and that's, I think that's the under, if you look at the different layers, it's children, 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 children is what they're going after. Why? Because Moloch, you've heard of that guy, right? Moloch. The guy that the the god, the false god that you know takes babies as an offering, you know he's alive and well. You know I was reading in Numbers this morning. I finally finished the book. I was so happy. <laughs> it's taken me a couple weeks to get through Numbers. It's just not my book, uh, but I was reading through that, and you know one of the things that I read was that um, at the end it talked about how the god of Israel went to battle the other gods. And to bring them down, basically. And that's a very concise version of that. And I thought, you know what? There is. There's a war going on. There's a war between the angels and the demons. There's a war in the media. There's a war in your church. Uh, you know, we are seeing people all throughout the church in America and other places go liberal, fall, woke, whatever you want to call it. They're straying from the biblical truth because their feelings are more important than what the Bible actually teaches, you know. Um, I, I think it's sad when a Christian says they're pro-choice because that clearly, then they don't read the Bible because God said choose life. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Choose life, period. Um, on the topic of homosexuality, on Israel, like, I don't, I'm going to talk about this in my next hour, about what's going on in Israel. I don't know if you saw this, Tommy, but um, the Democrats have have just, um, you know, I think it was the Democrats. Yeah, it was the Democrats, because we have a Democratic president, but they have basically just, you know, told Israel to, they've stopped the funding for the dome. The Iron Dome. Yeah, I'm trying to find my thing. Anyway. Oh, I guess I didn't know we were funding that. America, yeah, but America is no longer funding it. 
So yeah, not surprised. Let's just go ahead and tell Israel we hate them because you know they're only God's chosen people. You know, <laughs> and you're part uh, part Jewish, Jewish, right? Right. I know. Yeah, that was my big. You know, that was the big thing I did on my show. Am I Jewish? <laughs> I had a messianic re- rabbi tell me I was. So I had to get a DNA test and get into the system to find out. But yes, I am Jewish. Part. Like this much, not enough to barely even get into the temple if I had to go. <sighs> yeah, why don't we just set the whole world on fire and uh, watch it burn? <laughs> yeah. Like, isn't that basically, like, I, I notice now, it seems like everyone's turning on him. And hello, you know you're bad, uh, in a bad position when, you know, all of the um, left-leaning liberal media uh, is you know, is starting to speak up and speak out. And all, you know, so many of our allies are um, just appalled at the behavior of this administration. What happened in Afghanistan, um, it it, it really has impacted. It is is shameful. It is, I, I mean, I'm ashamed of what we did that people that we gave our word to that were there for us and helped us and and supported our country and put their lives on the line for us only to be left um you know to be left behind and in a in a the most dangerous situation you, you know they were um obstructing um airlifts that other organizations were doing to rescue people when it became clear that our this administration our government was not going to do it 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 actually was blocking them telling other countries not to accept um you know uh planes from from america just doing everything to obstruct the efforts of patriots in this a lot of them former military special ops and things to yep. uh, to obstruct the effort to bring people to freedom our people that have helped us women and children and translators and and yet you know what's going on at the, at the southern border so when i say why don't we just set the world on fire it seems like that's what's going on right now so it's a very um i've never really seen anything like this no uh, in my lifetime that's why it's so um, exciting because it's all happening at once Yeah, I know. And and here's the thing, just common sense. You know, when all this started, you and I talked um, when all this was starting in the beginning with this whole uh, pandemic. To me, just the common sense, like if I didn't even have a Bible, if I didn't watch the news, if I didn't have, you know, the daily uh, hour on the hour reporting of how afraid I should be. If I didn't have CNN that had the countdown of the deaths uh-huh. every single day, uh, all of this to me, just common sense. So what, but the fact that they <laughs> were doing all those things, right? you know, a leader, you know, generally speaking, a leader, and I love all these graphics, Randall, just a shout out to your producer. Generally a leader wants to alleviate the fears of people. You right. know, um, not incite uh, them. Our, yeah, our governments want to to um, to comfort people and to give guidance and reassurance to people. But it, it was the opposite. 
And so it was so obvious to me that this is a total mind game that they are doing with, with constantly the fear narrative 24 seven. And then when they started uh, implicating children yeah, and trying to make children, you know, my daughter lives in Kentucky and son-in-law and their family, they have four children and their governor was putting out um, these uh, messages saying um, to kids saying, after you go swimming, don't go to grandma's house because you could, you wouldn't want to be responsible for your grandma getting sick and dying. And so it was, I mean, I, I don't have the exact wording, right? But that's what he was saying. Don't go visit your grandma because you could end up causing her death. When my daughter sent me that and told me that, I got so mad because who does that? That is total mind control. Oh yeah. Um, Telling totally. people to stay in the house where we know fresh air and sunshine. As a matter of fact, sunshine will uh, is very effective uh, yeah. against this. That's why in the summer we don't see all the things that we see in the winter. But telling people to lock themselves inside, uh, not be around anyone, and then put a covering to block off where your body as God created us is trying to expel toxic waste. Like... You need to expel the toxic waste out of your body. And there's two ways that we do that, you know? Uh, but if, if you are blocking that, that means you're, you're keeping it all in your body. And so to me, it, was, it, was, it didn't add up. Right. It's just common, common sense. And then we were talking about the truth uh, and the willingness to be deceived. Literally, from almost the very beginning, they were going back and forth. They would say one thing and then they flip it. And then the next week, so the first week was no masks aren't necessary. You know, in the beginning we had Dr. Dr. F saying that masks are not, don't be silly. He's on record saying that. And then, you know, you need to, you need to, you do need to wear the mask. And then he flip again. Well, it's not really necessary. Oh, and then they said, well, it was because there was a shortage. Oh, okay. So now we know that you are, that you lie. You know, to, to, to for, for your own uh, purposes, uh, and, but it was that way about everything. And right. the lying about the um, deaths due to this, you know, we it was exposed that they were basically calling out anyone that died. They were saying that they died from this, and all of this came out like in the beginning. But so that's why I'm, I don't know how people still put trust in these people that have been deceiving, um, like, uh, obviously, from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and then we realize it's actually mind control technique. When you, um, like, I heard one mind control <laughs> program, mind control expert, and he was saying that all of these things are what you use, like isolation, guilt, fear, um, constantly changing, so confusion, pressure, and so these are literal techniques of mind control. Yeah, I didn't know that. You know, technically, I didn't know that, but I I recognize that that this was a total. You know, um, this was not real. Oh, it's totally. <laughs> There's a graphic actually, Davey Farag, who I cited earlier. He he uh, has a video called. Um, 
that he linked. And anybody who wants this, I'll give you the link. Um, it's called the 10 Stages of Genocide. And that's, that's one, of the, one of the things that they're doing is pitting groups against each other. Uh, you know, and they did see the why this is so obvious to me is because in all the years of covering the LGBT movement and, and the, the marketing of that evil, they're using the same stuff here. I mean, you know, in one of the articles, J.D. talks, he links to the World Intellectual Property Organization, patentscope.wipo.int. <clears throat> There's an article titled, Cryptocurrency System Using Body Activity Data. Well, how are, why are they going to need body activity with cryptocurrency if they're not going to inject it into you and you're going to buy and sell with this stuff? So... There, there's this interesting thing, but before our time runs out, because we're really close to the hour already, <laughs> um, I have a source. That's all I'll say. My sources are confidential. <laughs> I actually have quite a few of you guys that send me stuff. It cracks me up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea about that. I can't do all this on my own. Um, but there is next week is, is vaccine, I said it, awareness week. Tommy, did you know about this? So this is put out by the National Vaccine Information Center, your health, your family, your choice. This is to raise awareness of the stuff that is um, they're not for it. Oh. So if you if you okay. can see this here on the screen, I don't know if you can see it. But yeah. go go to this website. I'll tell you the website. It's nvic.org. I'm pretty sure they're not for it. This is a person. Okay, that when you this. said choice for for choice, that I thought I wondered if that was what that was. Okay, got it. Yeah. Well, it says here. Okay, the 2021 Vaccine Awareness Week is almost here. The event is dedicated to raising awareness about vaccination health and informed consent begins sunday september 26th and continues through october 2nd in its 12th year vaccine awareness week 2021 is co-sponsored by the charitable nonprofit national vaccine information center and holistic health expert or pioneer dr joseph mercola founder of mercola oh yeah i know him yeah so if you're a fan of mercola then go to nvic.org and uh learn about this so we'll we'll be learning more about it as well but that is next week yeah it is okay. <laughs> so yeah you know it's interesting when we were babies or maybe not babies but when we were younger you know we want to play doctor didn't we and isn't it interesting now how the whole world cares about what doctors say and do and how they're trying to tell you who to trust you know there there is there are alternatives out there um to the injection yeah there are and <laughs> natural immunity you know there is natural enough. immunity but there are other things that they're trying to ban now because it works and and like what you said earlier why why are they trying to ban the solution i mean if we if we take the cancer word like if we say okay hey we found a cure for cancer which frankly i actually think they do have a cure for cancer i just don't think they want to release it honestly but if you knew the cure you would want to give everybody the cure wouldn't you of course you would because you're a lover of life but those people like bill gates world health organization etc uh that they're not they're purveyors of death they come to kill steal and destroy if there's a if there's a therapy 
that works, then they lose their emergency authorization. So the whole, you know, um, reason why they're allowed to have this emergency authorization right. injection is because supposedly there are no viable therapies. So when you realize that that's the reason that they're suppressing, which is like, this is not um, the Soviet Union or China, although you could make a case for China. Right. Um, because of, you know, who, who's in the White House, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, the suppression of the, the simple, cheap therapies it should be another red flag to people. And yet it, you know, it is, um, you know, it doesn't seem to be, but if there are therapies that are known to work, then they cannot have that emergency use on the injections. So when you add it all up, it comes down to money and control. Money. Yep. That's right. So if you're one of those people out there who wants an alternative to what they're trying to tell you, I would encourage you to go to americasfrontlinedoctors.org and see what you can do to get the alternative medication that you might need. I did it. I have lots of friends who've done it, and they're fine. <laughs> and just so you know, there's approximately almost 15,000 deaths due to the injection that nobody wants to talk about because it's so minor compared to the people who've gotten it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that ain't minor, and that that doesn't even include the the other stuff that has happened as a result of it. And I can't I can't go into it right now, but you guys know. So Tommy, I want to give you a final final whatever it is you want to say. Final, feel free. Cause then I gotta go into hour two soon. Okay. Well, again, we have to come <laughs> back to the simple fact that gets lost in all of this, and that is that this has a 99% recovery rate. So the very fact that we go all the way back to the beginning and to this fact that it has a 99% recovery rate for people that are just in normal um, health status, uh, and it still has a very high recovery rate for older people, my own mom is, um, she's in her 80s, and she had a, she had it, it was very mild, and she recovered just doing the simple supplements that we talked about, um, as well as myself. So I have natural antibodies. And so, um, yeah, I just, again, appreciate the opportunity to be on here. And the word that I would say is courage for the church is to have courage. This is a time for us not to retreat. But it is a time for us to have courage and to stand for truth. Don't be afraid. Uh, for the sake of our children and our children's children, it is time for the church to arise and to take our rightful place, to be fearless, and to advance the kingdom of God. And so thank you so much, Stacy, again, my friend, for allowing me to come on and be part of this conversation with you today. Well, anytime you want to come back, you're always welcome. You're my you're my number one guest. You are. That's an honor. <laughs> I know. I can't honor. wait. We got to meet sometime in person, just because. I know. I was just thinking that we need to do we need to do a meetup. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure. We'll have to figure that out. But okay. um, everybody, go to tommynorman.com. 
check out what she does. I'm sure she's going to be somewhere over on HAPS. You can check that out, perhaps. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, although I do have to tell you, Tommy, that HAPS is, is you know, also centering people too. <laughs> I found out. But, but still, you can go over there until they center her. And, <laughs> and we'll go from there. Yeah, we'll, so we'll see what, what the next uh, thing is. We will pop up somewhere. Anyway, the point we're cutting edge. Is what we are. <laughs> we are cutting edge here on social media. So try to keep up if you can. <laughs> uh, all right. So there you go, everybody. That's our one. Hopefully, please share this. If you watch this, please share it because obviously YouTube won't let me put it on there right now. Um, but we're going to come back with hour two. I have a number of news articles we're going to look at. Uh, so stay tuned here on Facebook or wherever you're watching and you'll have to log into a, a new episode just so you know. So be bold, stand up, but go with God cause he loves you. And remember, Hey, if you like what we're doing, feel free to donate over at our, our ministry website, hearttug.org. Uh, because our ultimate goal here is to reach the hearts of people one verse at a time. And, we're doing that. God's doing it. I'm just, you know, a little peon just doing what he wants me to do. But uh, hopefully this, you know, just do what God tells you to do. Don't listen to me. Just do what God tells you to do. And we'll see you in the next hour. Bye.